Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you this morning. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Your great grace, Lord. Your tender mercies. Have your way, Lord. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our living. Have your way, O oh God, so that we may know you. Oh, that we may know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. Have your way, Lord. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your grace. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let your anointing fall on us, O oh God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, my Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're the light of the world. Hallelujah. Jesus, you're my joy. You are my peace. Oh, God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Jesus. My soul cry out. My soul says yes, Lord. Yes to your will. To your way. Yes, Lord. Teach me to trust you and obey. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Have your way, Lord. Have your way in our lives. Have your way, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, blessed Redeemer. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give us that mind to serve you, to run and not be weary, to walk and not faint. Oh, Lord. Hear our cry. Hear the words of our lips, our hearts. Our minds. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, O oh God. Have your way. Oh, how you love us, O oh God. Lord, you love us. My God, you first loved us. Yes, Lord. Oh, my soul says yes. Yes unto your will. Yes unto your way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy of the glory. You are worthy of the honor. My God, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to call on you, my God. In trials, teach us, Lord. 
in tribulation teach us uh, in the good times teach us oh god uh, in the bad times teach us lord uh, teach us lord uh, Oh, let your Holy Spirit fill this place. Uh, my God, we thank you. Thank you for great grace and tender mercies. Uh, hallelujah, Lord, we thank you. <laughs> hey, Lord, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, help us to draw closer to Jesus Christ uh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we bless your holy name. We believe in your name. We trust in you, O oh God. Lord, we believe you. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Mm -hmm. My soul, my soul, my soul. My soul says yes unto you. Have you will, God. Thank you. Thank you for these that have gathered. Thank you for these that call on your name. Thank you for your holy nation. Thank you for your peculiar people. Thank you for your nation of kings and priests. Remember, Lord, kings and all that are in authority. Yes, Lord, we pray for them, Lord, so we may have a quiet and peaceable life. Father, in the name of Jesus. Remember your saints everywhere. Those who say pray for me. <coughs> Those who stand in need of prayer. Have your way, O oh God. Have your way. Hallelujah. Have your way, Lord. Have your way in our midst. Oh, God, we pray for all your ministering servants. In the name of Jesus. Have your way. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, you all together lovely. My God, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Fill our cups, Lord. <laughs> hey, fill it up. Fill it up, my God. Hallelujah. Mm, yes, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you for your anointing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, love of my soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to you, O oh God. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. <laughs> hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown, here this morning. Amen. And it's good to be in the presence of the Lord. It's good to be in your presence because you are a holy nation. You are a royal priesthood. Your nation of kings and priests. And it's good to be in your presence. This is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program. And today is Thursday, June 25th. And we are currently studying the book of Galatians. Let's get right into it. Paul wrote to the Galatians expressing his astonishment, his amazement at the fact 
that the Galatians, after having received the grace of God and the word of God, had accepted another message from Judaizers, from those who wanted to mix the grace of God with the traditions of men, and he wrote unto them these words. I marvel, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. There are times you express and are astonished at the speed with which some deviate from that which is right to that which is wrong. How quickly certain things fall apart. It never ceases to amaze one when you think that those who receive the truth of God would stand in the truth and the word of God. But Satan and his agents are cunning, deceitful, and they will quickly erode that which is set in place if they are not watchmen. Supporters, mentors, prophets, various gifts of the Spirit to keep in line the work that God has established. Our topic today, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Here we see the faith of the man of God. Abraham believed what God said. It is not necessary for us to do a whole bunch of research, a whole bunch of checking with men to accept what God has said. And Abraham, God spoke to him, God told him, and he believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. You and I, we must get to the place where we believe God. You see, because faith now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. We exercise faith in God when we believe Him, when we believe that He has spoken unto us. Now, if you are a sheep, you're going to know His voice. And you know the Lord spoke to you, then believe God. But many are unstable. Many choose to sit in a window where they can see in a scientific manner both ways. And they become double-minded, unstable, always falling out on the outside. But Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So Paul marveled that the Galatians were so soon removed from Jesus Christ into another gospel. Here it is, God saved you, he redeemed you, he sanctified you. While you were yet in sins, he died for you. And now that he has saved you and brought you, where you're going to take his yoke and learn of him, you step away and get into another gospel. Paul said, as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that he have received, let him be a curse. Allow him to be cursed, a curse. You cannot preach that beside which Jesus Christ preached, established, built his church, for there is no other church than the church of Jesus Christ built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. There are men who will try to integrate mix in, add leaven, and try to manipulate the things of God. But the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. Good morning, my brother Christopher. And let everyone that name the name of Jesus Christ depart from iniquity. So then, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You want to be saved? Believe God. What else I got to do, Brother Brown? No. Start right here. Right here today. Just believe God. How do I believe God, Brother Brown? Just believe that God is. 
and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Our topic today, Abraham, all he did was to believe God. You just say in your heart, I will believe God. Choose to believe God. So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You want to be blessed? You want to see a change? You want things to go in the way that you would have them go in Christ Jesus? Believe God. What are you going to believe God for? That he is going to change my circumstances. He is leading me to a city whose builder and maker is God. He's taking me to a place that I shall not be moved. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Why? For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Now here it was, a law was not made for a righteous man. A man driving along in his car one day, as he drove, he saw the flashing lights behind them, and the police drove up behind him, so he pulled over and he stopped. The policeman got out of his car, walked up to the driver's side, knocked on the window. The man rolled the window down, and the police said, Good morning. Do you know why I stopped you? The man said, No. He said, let me tell you why. He said, you went through the red light. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. So this man broke the law by going through the red light. Policeman asked him, do you know why I stopped you? He said, no. Policeman said, well, you went through the red light. He said, well, not to my knowledge. I'm not saying you're wrong. But when I looked and I was driving, I saw that it was yellow. And yellow permits me to travel to the next side. The policeman said, well, when you went through, it was red. man said, okay, officer. And he stopped. But he just remained silent, not another word. He's waiting on that officer. And that officer realizing that in that split second, in that moment of time, what one man saw and the other man saw was very different. Officer said, try not to do it again. You have to make it through to the other side when you come to a yellow light. You have to make it through to the other side. He said, have a good day. So the law was not made for a righteous man. Had the driver of the car not gotten into the situation where it was that close, he would not have been stopped by the law. You see, the law was not made for a righteous man. The next people, the people before him, had just gone through real nice. The law was not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless, disobedient, murderers of fathers, murderers of mothers, manslayers, warmongers, and if there be any other thing, that is what the law was made for. But who the blood of Jesus Christ? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but me believing God. What can make me whole again? Nothing but me believing God. Not of works. People will tell you, you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you have to do this, and you have to do that. No, you must believe God. No man can come to God except the Spirit draw him. You can't use manipulative, cunning, crafty languages to make men holy. You have to tell them the truth of God's word. And God said, Abraham believed him and it was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. The change to serving God takes place in the individual's mind. It is with the mind we serve Christ Jesus. So you have to understand through Jesus Christ the working of the mind. The Bible says now we have the mind of Christ. So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. When you say, okay, I'm going to start keeping that and I'm going to stop doing that and I'm going to make sure I do this and I'm going to make sure I do it becomes as New Year's resolution. You keep them for a couple of days and then before two or three weeks are out, you fall apart. For as many as are of the works of the law, what you're going to do, you are under the curse. You have brought yourself under the curse of the law. For it is written, 
Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So once you start and you're going to keep the law, if you do not continue, if you do not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, you have brought yourself under a curse. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. One more time. The just man, the justified man, the redeemed man, the sanctified man shall live by faith in God through Jesus Christ. You want to be a just man? You want to be a righteous man? You want to be a holy man? Start believing that God has made you a holy, just, and righteous man. Start believing. Today, I am a just, holy, righteous man. It starts with the mind. It starts with what you believe. So Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, the law is not of faith. The law is not of faith. One man said, I saw a yellow light. Other the officer said, yes, you went through the raid. The law is not a fate. It's a matter of what you did and what you didn't do. It is works, and it can go either way. But if you are justified by the law, you have fallen from grace, and you have come under the curse. What does the word say? The word says the law is not a fate, but the men that do it them. The man that works to keep the law shall live in them. But how long can he do it? Not very long. It's going to catch up with him. This is a study in the word brought to you by Closer Walk Ministries of Jesus Christ. We can be reached at Closer Walk Ministry Jesus Christ at gmail.com. As we continue in our studies, in Galatians chapter 1, verse 14, it says, Paul speaking, And I profited in the Jews' religion. I profited in the Jews' religion. Religion is different from salvation. Religion are the works, the practices, the things that individuals do wanting to approach God, wanting to please God. Some bow to wood and stone. Some cut themselves. Some dip themselves in water and carry on all kinds of practices. And Paul said he profited. He did very well financially in the Jews religion above many is equals in his own nation because he was more zealous of the traditions not of God but of his fathers and many have because of tradition neglecting the right way neglected the right ways of God pursuing profit in the traditions of their fathers but the word tells us beloved Believe not every spirit. First John chapter 4 verse 1 tells us, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. You have, from time to time, watched movies. You have seen many movies on television and how the different actors will dress up and play different roles. Well, the false prophets, they do the same thing. They dress up themselves and they put on clothing that will make you think of religious practices. So they dress themselves like the Hollywood, like the Hollywood actors, the actors of the Roman Empire. You look at how you see these men and women who are so-called teaching and preaching the word of God, dressing like the popes and the cardinals and the people of Rome. They are the agents of Rome who slowly but surely are bringing you back to that mystery religion, the mother of harlots. They are bringing you back to the Roman doctrine. How do they do that? Well, first, they desensitize you to the Roman way. They dress like the popes, they dress like the cardinals, and then they set themselves up as the leaders and they begin to move slowly towards popish and Romish ways that they might bring you in subjection. That's their, that's their ultimate aim, their goal. Along the way, they will fleece you, they will try to take your resources, they'll try to take away the things from you, handling the word of God deceitfully. But God told us, beloved, 
Don't believe every spirit. But just start trying them. But try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are going out into the world. You ask the false prophet. You say to him. Why are you giving me the right hand of fellowship? Is it to stay or is it to go? And he said no, no, no. We want you no fellowship. We want you no building. You know right away he's a false prophet. Because the right hand of fellowship was given so that they may go. Paul and Barnabas to the heathen. Peter, James, and John to the circumcision. You try the spirit. In the Garden of Eden, Satan came and changed the word of God. He said to Eve, you shall not surely die. God had said in the day that you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. So the false prophets, yes, they always try to reverse the word of God. The Lord said, the right hand of fellowship was given for going they twist it around, give you the right hand of fellowship to bring you in bondage under their control. Ask them, ask them, is the right hand of fellowship that you've given me for going so that I might go or is it for staying? And you will see like that serpent in the Garden of Eden, they try to twist the word. It's found in Galatians chapter 2 verse 9. You will see that serpent standing in front of you, try to twist the word to bring you under his control. That serpent asked Jesus to bow down to him. And that serpent will try to bring you in bondage even using the word of God like Satan used the word of God to get Jesus to serve him. But you must try that spirit. You try that spirit by the word. You ask him, is the baptism of Peter from heaven or of men? When Peter told them to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, is it from heaven or is it of men? And when that false prophet cannot acknowledge that Jesus is coming the flesh, and poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit after the people were baptized in Jesus' name, you know that's a false prophet trying to get you to follow many gods. So you got to try the Spirit when they come to you. Now Paul wrote to the Colossians telling them, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Now you got to know the word to try that false prophet. You got to study your Bible. You got to know the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Some of them are lovers of filthy lucre. They preach and tell you how you're going to prosper. They tell you you're going to avoid suffering. You're going to avoid pain. You're going to avoid heartache. The Bible says if you suffer with Jesus, you shall also reign with Jesus. If you suffer with him, you shall also reign with him. So they say, oh, they're going to eliminate your suffering. They're going to eliminate your royal regal reign with Jesus Christ for the things of this world. So you let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Listen to this. Teaching and admonishing one another. Doing what? Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So you go to that false prophet and you say to him or her, the word says in Colossians, in Colossians 3 verse 16 that we should let the word of Christ dwell in us richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Does that mean we're going to be learning one from another? I'm going to be learning from you as you teach me and you're going to be learning from me as I teach you and we're going to be brethren together? No, no, no. I'm the pastor in here. I'm the clergy. I'm in charge in here. And you see that that is a spirit of Satan seeking to take dominion over you. But the word of God says we'll be teaching and admonishing what? One another. That relationship, that brotherly love. Not some Lord of the Gentile seeking to have dominion over you. He want to lay upon you a whole bunch of burdens that he himself is not able to bear. So he's going to put it on you, heavy burden, that you got to take your hand and hold a heavy burden on you while he puts his hands in your pocket. First he gets you to raise your hand to hold a heavy burden that he put on you like this. So you got your hands hold up. You, you, you got your hands holding the heavy burden that he put up on you. He put some heavy stuff on you. So you got you to be like, hold it up. And while you got your hand up, then he pushing his hand in your pocket, robbing you. False prophets. 
The word says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So we move into our text today. In our text today, the apostle said, O foolish Galatians, how foolish, how foolish could you be? Who had bewitched you? Which witch did you run into? Which phobia man did you run into? Which sorcerer did you run into? Oh foolish Galatians, who had bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. How come you get so mixed up where you have people robbing you and you're shouting and jumping up all over the place when people robbing you? Because they promise you all these things they're going to give to you, but you must let them put their hands in your pocket. You must bow down and worship them. They work over on you. You become foolish. They bewitch you. Oh, foolish Galatians, where bewitch you? That you should not obey the truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you. They bewitch you in their Roman dress. They bewitch you in their collection practices. They bewitch you when they speak to you in a whole bunch of tongues and don't interpret. They bewitch you when they keep you away from the word of God. They bewitch you when they keep you away from your husbands and your wives and your family and your children. They bewitch you and take control over you because of their love for filthy lucre. Then Paul said, this only would I learn of you. Receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. How did you get the spirit of Jesus Christ? Did you get it by the things that you did? Or by believing in God? He said, are you so foolish? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Here it is. The man and this woman live together, have five children. They're living together. God chose to save the woman. The woman went to church to get baptized. Pastor tell her, oh, you, you, you can't continue living like that because you're living in sin. Didn't God know she was living in sin? While we were yet in sin, Christ died for us. While she was living in sin, while I was living in sin, while you preacher were living in sin, Christ died for you. He knows our thoughts are far off. So God saved that woman. You now turn around and tell her she got to move out. The Bible says a sanctified wife sanctified her husband. Oh, she didn't come to you in your wedding ceremony and pay you to get married. So you're taking her out of, your, out of her house. Okay, you did. You got to move her and you're going to find her a place. Two months later, it's a, oh, you know, we can't pay for that anymore, eh? so you got to help yourself now. You told her to move away from the father of her children. You tore up her house because you want her in your house that you can put your hands in her pocket, so you moved her out. Then all of a sudden, you can't manage it anymore. You told her she got to start helping herself now. Then she comes to her senses then she came to her senses and said, I'll arise. I'll go back to my husband. I'll go back to the father of my children. And the man said, oh, so after pastor don't take you and turn, you fool, you want to come back. You can't come back in here because pastor can't stay over there and run females and run my house over here. Hello, somebody. What should have been done? was to baptize that woman, reach out to her and her spouse and her family and show them the love of God that they may grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But you're trying to prove how holy you are by the works of the flesh and you tore up somebody's house. You tore up their family and then you made a big mess and you're proud of yourself. Where it says, are you so foolish? Are you so foolish? I've been begun in the spirit. Are you now made perfect by the flesh? God saw you where you were living. While you were yet in sin, Christ died for you. He's going to fix it. It takes time to live holy. 
The word says, have ye suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain, have you suffered the things you have gone through? What you have experienced in your life, was it in vain? He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. It is having faith in God. That which he has begun, he will accomplish. He will finish the work. Just like he saw you and me living in sin, dead in trespasses and sins, and his mercy came upon us. He will save us. He will resolve our issues he will bring us to a rightful standing through grace for we are sin abound grace did much more abound god is going to fix your situation but let him do it don't let people manipulate you for their own aggrandizement that they may look good and make a further mess of your life the bible says even as abraham believed god you say wait 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 pastor wait wait the Bible says, wives, obey your own husband. Don't come try telling in my house how things must go. The Bible says, wives, obey your own husband. Why are you fastening people business, getting up into the people place, telling the man wife to move out, and your own torn up? You can't straighten out yours, but you're trying. What's wrong with you? You got beside yourself, sitting in the temple of God, showing yourself that you are God. But Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore, this you should know, that they which are of faith, those who believe God, I'm trusting God to fix my situation. I'm going to allow God to fix it. God knows I had issues when he saved me. He knows I have issues now I'm saved. So I'm going to trust him to resolve the issues as I walk worthy of the vocation wherewith I am called. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseen, listen to this, and the scripture foreseen that God would justify the heathen through faith. God justifies the heathen through faith, Preach before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. The scripture knows that God is going to fix your situation in your lives, your living, your domestic situation, your social situation, your relationships, those, your corporate situations, whatever it may be, your legal, whatever it may be, God would justify the heathen through faith he preached before the gospel unto abraham saying in thee shall all nations be blessed so then they which be our faith are blessed with faithful abraham for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse now all those who say i'm gonna fix this and i'm gonna fix that and pastor gonna fix this and pastor gonna fix that you have gone under the curse of the law let jesus do it for you only he can. No unto him that is able to keep you from falling. All power is given unto him in heaven and in earth. Don't let these little fallen false apostles, pastors, teachers, and preachers manipulate your mind, deceive you into thinking, oh, you must look up to them and you walk away from faith. So then they that which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. And as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Curse is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So if you're going to start to do the things that are written in the book, you better make sure you do every single thing in the book. That preacher up there, he, he can't even try to do everything in the book. The preacher that telling you, you must do this and you must do that and X, Y, and I can't. I have to live by faith. I have to trust God. I have to believe God that God will fix my situation just like he will fix yours. For curse is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written, all things which are written, amen, to do them. Curse is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. The word says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, listen to this, for the just shall live by faith. 
No man is justified for, oh, you can't do this, and you shouldn't do that, and you never did this, and, and, and here it is, and I'm the preacher, and I'm the pastor. The just shall live by believing that God is able to fix it. As we grow in grace, we lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us. Curses everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the Lord to do them. You have preachers cursing the church every Sunday when they try to take money from them. Every Sunday you have preachers cursing the church when they're trying to put their hands in their pocket, telling them, you curse with a curse because you robbed me. The Lord wasn't talking to the body of Christ. The Lord was speaking to the sons of Jacob, to the nation of Israel. But they manipulate the word. They handle the word of God deceitfully. Go read it for yourself. Start at the first verse. You notice they don't start at the first verse. They pick scripture out at certain points. You can pick scripture from all kind of points and say anything you want. But if you start at Malachi chapter 3 verse 1, you will see that God was not talking to the body of Christ. He was talking to the nation of Israel. Yes, the sons of Jacob. That they were cursed because they should continue in all the law. Now the preacher trying to take some money out of your pocket will tell you that you're under grace. But then when he want the money, he tell you you're cursed with a curse because you lying demon. Lying demonic spirit, lover of filthy lucre, not willing to have faith in God, letting you know that let every man give as he's able. Let every man give as he's able, not grudgingly, nor of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. But that no man is justified in the sight of God by the law. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just man, the righteous man, the holy man is going to live by faith in Jesus Christ. And the law is not of faith. And the law is not of faith. The man that doeth them shall live in them. But he can't manage it. It is too heavy. It's a burden he cannot bear. The law is not of faith. Now listen to this. They don't tell you this when they're trying to take away your money on Sunday. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Folk want to take your money, tell you about they're going to deliver you from generational curses and they're going to do this and they're going to do that and they try to use fear to rob you. But Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. Christ was made sin for us who knew no sin that we might have the righteousness of God in him. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. When folk tell you on Sunday you're cursed, they're trying to hang you. They're trying to lynch you. They're trying to fleece you and rob you in the name of Rome. They're trying to get money out of you. But Christ redeemed us that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Not to giving your money. Not indulgences like Rome had the people pay. Not indulgences like the image of the beast and the men of Antichrist is having you to do. Then Paul continued. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. So Paul is saying, you got to be careful what kind of agreements you enter into. Whose hand you shake and make an agreement. For though it's a man's covenant, yet if it's confirmed, nobody can disannul it nor add to it. So we have to walk by faith. Verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. One more time. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said not unto seeds, that is the plural, S-E-E-D-S, as of many, but as of one, unto thy seed, which is Christ. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the N-A-M-E, name, not names. Not of many, but as of one name, to thy seed, the seed which is Jesus Christ. Go get baptized in Jesus' name. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God, 
in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul, that it should make the promise of none effect. The covenant made with Abraham, the agreement with Abraham, cannot be disannulled by the law. You can't rob me. Not going to happen. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is of no more promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore then serve at the law? What is the purpose of the law? Listen to this. It was added because of transgressions. Because of sin. It was added till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. The law was added until Jesus came. When Christ came, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. You can't be made just or righteous through the law anymore. You have to be made just, righteous through Jesus Christ. Wherefore then serve at the law. It was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the end of a mediator. Now listen to this. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one. But God is one. What is this? This mediator. Jesus is the mediator. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one. So why do we need a mediator? If God is one. Well, God became flesh and dwelt among us. We were at enmity with God. God was angry with us. We had sinned. And Jesus Christ is our peace. He's our mediator. God himself became man. To mediate between the flesh and the spirit. God is one. You have the deceivers telling you about three. God and four. God and five. God and all that stuff. They are lying. They are deceitful. They are cunning. They are crafty. They are the priests of Jupiter. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one. But the Bible tells us. But God is one. They try to manipulate it and twist it. And use cunning crafty words of the devil. Like Satan used in the garden of Eden. Yes, Satan used cunning craft words in the Garden of Eden to get a point across, but God is one. This is what God says about himself, and Abraham believed him. Do you believe him? Or are you going to believe the lying crafty words of the devil? That's your choice. The Bible says, is the law then against the promises of God? Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, Verily, righteousness should have been by the law. The law cannot bring you life. Is the law against the promises of God? No, God forbid. Because if there had been a law given which could have given life, righteousness should have been by the law. But the law cannot give you life. But the scripture had concluded all under the sin. The scripture had concluded all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. From the pulpit to the door, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. You receive the promise of Jesus Christ by believing. But before faith came, we were kept under the law before we had faith, before we trusted God. Before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up in bondage. Shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. What's the purpose of the law? It was a school teacher. The law was our schoolmaster to do what? To bring us unto Christ. Hello, somebody. That we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. We're not in grammar school anymore. Because we've received the faith of God. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Listen to this. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. You have faith in Jesus Christ? You're a child of God. Then the word says... For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Now a whole bunch of you don't want to get baptized in Christ. So you're still naked. You're still hiding in the bushes. 
God is still looking for you. Adam, where are you? But as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. And then, once you put on Christ, you go in the spiritual realm. You go into the realm where their angels behold the face of the Father. You go in the angelic realm where there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. You see, in heaven, they neither marry. In the kingdom of heaven, they neither marry nor are they given in marriage, but they are as the angels. There, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. Let me pause here for one second and speak concerning those who would manipulate the word of God because of their homosexual tendencies, because of their rebellious tendencies, because of them not wanting to subject themselves unto the word of God. They tell you there's no male or female. So women becoming men, men becoming women, and they have all this kind of gender problem. Because they will not submit themselves to the word of God. They don't want to abide in their calling. So they manipulate the word of God to tell you there is no male or female. But then along come some people who want to get married. The Bible says, He that made them in the beginning made them male and female. And here, men that die marry and are given in marriage. But over there, they neither marry, nor are they given in marriage, but are as the angels. So there is no male or female, for we are all one in Christ. Some people got to get thrown out. One man approached the wedding feast, and the Lord said, Son, what doest thou here not having thy wedding garment on? He want to come up to the wedding feast. And the Lord said, bind him, cast him into outer darkness, where there shall be weeping and mourning and gnashing of teeth. He did not have on the righteousness of Christ. But he was talking about he was neither male nor female down here. He was bisexual. He was all that kind of stuff. He was in the flesh. Many in the pulpits are in the flesh talking about they neither male nor female. So then, if he be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and ears according to the promise of God. Don't be deceived by those who handle the word of God deceitfully to bring you into bondage. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Amen, amen, amen. Come on home, beloveds. Come on home. Won't you? Won't you please? Please come home.